Hi folks, welcome to a new episode of my 59th Minute FPL podcast. I'm the FPL General, recording on Tuesday, the 17th of December. So the first blank game week of the season is upon us. West Ham and Liverpool don't have a fixture this weekend. A lot of managers are probably logging in this week and, and seeing seeing blanks for the likes of Manny and Salah and Trent and, and having, having a panic attack. But those of us who have been preparing for it, hopefully we can make... Make up some ground in the blank game week over those who have been less prepared. So, going to preview preview blank game week eighteen. Yeah, run through uh, the similar topics as usual. Watch list update, questions from Twitter, captaincy, and I'll finish off with transfers. So, first of all, no new members of the fifty ninth minute club. Couple of couple of guys were very close. Mesut Ozil and Wijnaldum both managed fifty eight minutes at the weekend, and Sheffield United striker Lise Musette managed sixty. So it's been a couple of weeks now since we've had a, had a had a new member. So hopefully over Christmas there'll be a few new ones. So as I said, no shout outs for fifty ninth minute club this week, but I do want to give a, a few shout outs here. I'm calling it the the four a.m. Soho Club. So. Uh, I was lucky enough to attend the brilliant Fantasy Football Hub slash Who Got the Assist Christmas Meetup in London on Friday night. Excellent night. Thanks to everyone who, who came and said hello and, and, and to those who, who bought me a drink, who contributed to my terrible, terrible hangover the next day. Um, but yeah, some of us decided it would be a good idea to to party on into the to the small hours, so stayed out till about four in the morning. So just a couple of guys, Andrew, FPL Sponge, Dara, the Tinkerman, uh, James Corralt and Neil Murray. I just want to give those guys a shout out. So thanks for a great night. Great to meet all of you, as well as as well as everyone else. I think there was about there was probably about a hundred people there uh, on Friday. So that was excellent, and looking forward to to the next one. A quick review of game week seventeen. I'm going to enjoy doing the review this week for a change because after three weeks of red arrows, uh, a nice healthy green one this week. So. I banked the transfer going into game week 17. Uh, I wanted to have two frees for the blank game week. There was a lot of unknowns, lots of players on four yellow cards and stuff like that. So uh, I wanted to have those two frees. Finished on 77 points thanks to Wilfred Zaha's wonder strike last night. Um, didn't expect anything from him, you know, given what he'd done in the, in the two games previously. So that was a nice bonus to finish off the game week in style. I went from 342k up to 210k, so pretty happy with that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the best my rank has been at any point this season. So starting to move in the, in the right direction now, and hopefully I can carry that on over the next couple of game weeks and into the new year as well. So top 10k is always the target for me. Um, and you know, sitting at 210k now, it's a, it's a nice platform to build on, and I think it's definitely achievable. So the only... You know the la- the last couple of podcasts I've done. You know I've been saying there's only been three players who who've returned for me, but but this week it's the opposite. There's, there was actually only three blanks in my team: Martin Kelly, Delhi Ali, and Tammy Abraham. Uh, apart from that, everybody delivered something. Clean sheets from Pope and Trent Lundstrom doing what Lundstrom does, getting eleven points. Mane was in the points, not as many as Salah, but at least we got something from Mane. Uh, Zaha, as I mentioned, that was a nice a nice bonus. Uh, I'm going to talk about him later because even though he scored, he might still leave my team this week. Uh, De Bruyne, I was I went out shopping uh, on Sunday, and 
I, I didn't I didn't check the, the Man City score until half time, and it was it was a very nice moment opening up the the live scores app on the phone and, and seeing De Bruyne had had two goals and an assist in the first half. So very glad I held on to him. You know, I said on last week's podcast that I, it was the first time this season that I was starting to waver on him a little bit. I was starting to consider maybe when it comes to my wild card that I will lose him. But I think after what he did against Arsenal, that is probably not going to happen now. So very happy I held on to him. Uh, up front, Captain Vardy. Only five points from him, but again, it's not a blank. So yet to have a captain blank since I started captaining Vardy. I think that's six weeks in a row now. So yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to captain him against Man City this weekend. So I'll, I'll come to captaincy again towards the end of the podcast. And Jimenez, Jimenez is just so consistent. You know, he, he might not be scoring goals. Uh, it's probably four or five games since he scored, but he keeps chipping in with those assists. Um, so a nice five-pointer there from Raul as well. So all in all, very good game week. Healthy Green Arrow. Hopefully game week 18 can bring another one. Just going to update the watch list now. Haven't changed too much on it this week. There was nothing very exciting. Uh, John Fleck is the first one who is back on my watch list. Well, I think I only removed him last week. Um, I think he went. On, he had a run of three blanks, and and he was on a on a yellow on four yellow. So that that's why I removed him. So he got his fifth yellow card. So he is suspended for game week eighteen. So whatever you do, make sure you don't buy John Fleck this week. But I've added him to the watch list regardless. You know, scored a brace at the weekend, and the main reason I've added him to the watch list was was the was his comments after the game and Chris Wilder's comments after the game about Fleck. And how that the system that they're using is is allowing the likes of him and Lundstrom to you know arrive late into the box. So I think Fleck at four point nine million. If you know if you want a cheap fifth midfielder who can just be your first sub every week, I think Fleck is an excellent option this season. And he's definitely someone I might look at when it when it comes to wild card. You know if I go three four three and I need just a a bench player as my fifth midfielder, I think John Fleck would probably probably get that uh, spot. Lucas Mora. 7.0 million. Uh, he's probably flying under the radar a little bit because everyone wants Ali and Son. You know, some people are probably looking at Harry Kane with the fixtures coming up as well. But Lucas is quietly going about his business for, you know, much cheaper than the others. Uh, scoring back-to-back games now. Spurs have the fixtures. You know, they've got... Um, just getting them up in front of me here. They've got Chelsea this weekend. But then it's a very nice run of Brighton, Norwich and Southampton. So I think a lot of people are going to target Spurs for that run of three... Three nice games. I certainly am um, in terms of my transfers this week and and with my wild card as well. I would I would like to have triple spurs for that nice run of three games. So Lucas Mora is is another one to consider. A bit of a dif- differential, I suppose. The thing is with Mourinho, you know, can you trust him to play him week in week out? You probably can't. But I mean, a lot of people like myself can can maybe take a short term punt for one week or two weeks before we wildcard and Lucas could be a, a decent option there. Um, just looking at some of the stats this morning on Fantasy Football Hub as well, Lucas Mora created four chances at the weekend, so healthy numbers there in terms of chance creation as well. Uh, that goal he scored was was unbelievable. You know, he's got he's got that in his locker. Uh, Lucas, really, really good player. So hopefully he can, you know, for the second half of the season, hopefully Mourinho just keeps starting him because I mean at seven million he, he would be an absolute bargain for, for us. Chris Wood, uh, like John Fleck, uh, Chris Wood probably left my watch list last week and, and he's back on it this week after scoring a goal and picking up all three bonus points in the 1-0 win over Newcastle. You know, just looking at his numbers for the season, Chris Wood, he's, I think he scored seven goals now in 15 appearances. Um, 
you know, that's that's kind of what you expect from a player around six million. So, you know, he's been pretty consistent. Uh, I, th- I probably think he is, you know, he's the better option than Ashley Barnes now. He seems to have, you know, very good link up with, with Dwight McNeil. You know, Dwight McNeil, he, he's, he's, he's very underrated, you know, not really an FPL option, but... Um, you know, just in football terms, I'm surprised not more people are not talking about him. Uh, McNeil has been superb this season. His left foot is—he's is, got one of the best deliveries in the league, and and Chris Wood is is benefiting from that. So, um, Chris Wood, maybe he'll be someone I'll look at again. You know, to, in the second half of the season, he, he's just nice and cheap. You know, does what it says on the tin. You know, gets gets you points. You know, every other week. Mason Greenwood again, another one back on the watch list. Four point three million scored a great goal off the bench to rescue a point for Manchester United at the weekend. I think this kid is the real deal, and I would I really want to see him get more game time and hopefully now over the over the busy Christmas period and into the new year that Solskjaer will start doing that. Uh, you know he's been talking him up most of the season, so now it's time to put your money where your mouth is, Ole, and get him in the starting eleven. You know, and one, if he's in the starting eleven, there's no doubt he will score goals. Um, so he's a very interesting option at 4.3 you know for myself if I wildcard which I'm going to talk about later um, you know if I decided I didn't want three strikers and I wanted you know a powerful five midfielders you know Greenwood could just sit on the bench and, and then hopefully he does get more game time and he can you know even if he's just getting you know 25-30 minutes every week he can he can definitely get goals late in games which he's done twice now over the last maybe five or six game weeks so Greenwood I'm just going to keep an eye on him over the next couple of games and, and just monitor how much game time he does get there final player I've added to the watch list this week Martin Montoya the Brighton right back so again I had this guy on my watch list you know a couple of weeks ago he, he kind of lost his place in the team then but he started at the weekend um and I like the stats, you know, in terms of the eye test this season, every time I watch Montoya, he always passes the eye test because he gets forward very often and he often finds himself in the box. He kind of reminds me of, you know, Matt Doherty from last season, but, you know, he's just not as, as a, you know, he hasn't been as effective when he's got into the, those final third positions. But I, he, he's definitely got goals and assists in him. He, he should have scored at the weekend. He had, again, stats from Fantasy Football Hub, two shots in the box, and he also had the most penalty area touches of any defender at the weekend with eight. So really good numbers there from Montoya. Again, the thing with him is it's it's minutes. You know, you want him to. You don't want to really be getting him if if you can't trust him to start every week. But but you know, I think he, he really should be. I think Alzate was playing right back the last couple of games, and Alzate's not. I don't think he's a defender. He's more of a midfield player, and he, he struggled in, in one of those games that I watched. So I would expect Montoya t- to be back as you know the number one right back now at Brighton. So again, I think around game week twenty, some people have been sending me tweets about about Brighton players around game week twenty. I'm just looking at it here. Fixtures improve. They've got Brighton, West Ham, game week twenty twenty one. So maybe that's the time to start looking at at the Seagulls again. You know they've they've been excellent this season. Um, Again, it's just there's lots of rotation in that team, which which slightly puts me off them. But going to keep an eye on Montoya over the next couple of weeks. Uh, what players did I remove from the watch list this week? Very easy. Uh, I've removed Musset because he's not getting enough minutes. He was taken off again early. He played only about 60 minutes. Uh, Gary Cahill is gone as well. Unfortunate for anyone who picked him up. You know, I, I think I probably suggested him last week on the podcast as maybe a you know safer long-term option than than Martin Kelly but I think he's had a smaller operation now so it looks like Cahill's going to be out for a while so unfortunate if you've got him in so he's gone 
David Silva, who is also injured at the minute, is gone from my watch list, as is Rhys James, because he was he didn't start for Chelsea at the weekend. And I've removed Newcastle left-back Willems as well, uh, just because uh, the fixtures are, are pretty pretty rough for Newcastle over the next couple of weeks. Moving on now to the Twitter questions. Thanks, as always, to everyone who sent them in. First one came in from FF Scout Joe, very well-known member of the FPL community. Joe is saying, Grealish looks an obvious mid-price midfielder to bring in for misfiring players like Mount and Tielemans, but can we do even better in that price range or cheaper? And if so, who? So I just had I just had a look at my watch list, um, and in this price bracket, the only players I've got are Grealish, who Joe mentions here, who is seems to be the most obvious pick um, ahead of Southampton and Norwich at home next, and then it's Watford and, and Burnley. So Aston Villa have really good fixtures on, on the horizon. Grealish is on four yellows, which is a slight issue, especially for people who don't have a wild card. Um, I think it's easier for me to go for someone like Grealish because I've got that wild card to get rid of him if that does happen. Um, the only player I think who could potentially be better for a cheaper price is Traore at Wolves. You know, I've been talking him up all season. I mentioned him, you know, probably four or five game weeks ago that he was one to target possibly for this blank game week 18 because he plays Norwich. And then he goes, he probably had his best game of the season against against Spurs at the weekend. Um, well, he'll, he'll probably tell you that it was the game where he scored two against City. He'll, he'll probably say that was his best one. But in terms of, of eye test, I thought he was excellent in that Spurs game. I didn't watch 90 minutes, but I did watch extended highlights of that game. Um, and he just he just looks, he's just so, so such a better player. Now, he, you know, he's got, he's always had pace and power, but you know, he's got final product. You know, he's creating chances. He's... He, you know he's good news for Jimenez owners because he does he can get to the byline uh, you know and cut balls back for Jimenez. So I always like to see Traore in the starting eleven as a Jimenez owner. Uh, superb goal he scored. You know I think a lot of people were shocked that he scored that goal. They didn't think he had it in his locker, but that just shows he he is improving. He's a lot more confident to take those shots on as well. There was one in the first half where he cut inside. Jan Vertonghen uh, and hit the target off his left foot as well so there's there's goal potential there there's assist potential there so I really like Traore um, you know part of me is tempted to get him myself this week and just back myself for, for you know talking him up for the last couple of weeks um, again looking at the stats as well for Traore they back it up uh, the, the, the game week 17 stats he had three shots on target and he had 10 10 penalty area touches. I think that was second best for midfielders. I think it was behind, I'm pretty sure Salah came out on top of, of most stats this week. So posting, you know, he's passing the eye test, Triori. He's, it's backed up by, by the stats there as well. And he's got Norwich, so really good fixture. So all the signs point to Triori doing well in game week 18. So I like him. If I had to make the call between Grealish and Traore, you know, just for game week 18, I really like Villa's home fixture against Southampton, so I'm still leaning towards towards Grealish. Uh, the fact he has penalties now as well is, is a big bonus. Even though he missed, you know, I still expect him to, to be on those. Question from FPL Silicon Valley. Do we take the Zaha points and run, or keep the faith over the next few fixture friendly game weeks so what do we do with Zaha those of us who brought him in a couple of weeks ago he did nothing and then he scored a goal last night does that save him from the chop or do we take the points and run so I think I'm gonna you know it was about 70 minutes into that Crystal Palace game last night and I had already 
mentally sold him in my mind for, for game week 18. So I think I'm still going to sell him, even though he did score that wonder goal at the weekend. He's been he's been pretty rubbish, you know, and it, I still, I'm still putting that down as a, as a bad transfer. It was maybe, maybe the first trap I've fallen into this season. Um, maybe, you know, getting excited by a player... Getting excited by a player who you know scored in back-to-back games, had good fixtures, you know probably a bit of a nostalgic pick because he's done well in previous seasons. But Crystal Palace, I should have looked at them more. They just don't score many goals. You know Zaha's underlying stats weren't great either. So I'm obviously thankful to get the goal last night, but I, I feel very fortunate to get those points, um, and I don't really want to own, own him any longer. The other thing about him is he's he's a walking yellow card. He's a walking red card. You know he he was doing his best last night to get booked as well, but he, but he thankfully got away with with most of the things that he did. Um, so you know I don't really want to have Zaha on Boxing Day because he's the kind of player who could just decide to do some boxing on the pitch. So I think I'm going to take the points and run this week and just get rid of him. Um, you know looking at the stats again over the three games that I've owned Zaha he has he's only had two shots so two shots in three games just ain't good enough and I, you know I think Palace have only scored what they've probably only scored two goals in those three games as well so it's just not good enough you know he's he's a great player but he's not playing for it for a great side you know they're a very defensive team you know I like Palace defensively I'm happy I've got Martin Kelly for the next few weeks but you know in an attacking sense you know they're not great I don't think IU I don't think Ayu even had a touch in the box uh, in that game playing 90 minutes. So that kind of tells you all you need to know about Crystal Palace attackers. So I'm going to take the points and run probably to Jack Grealish for the weekend. Question from Matt. Uh, Neil Mopai from Game Week 20 as the best under 6.5 million forward? Question mark. So is Mopai the best cheap striker for Game Week 20 onwards? Uh, I definitely think he could be. You know, he's been on my watch list for a few weeks. I owned him earlier in the season. I think I only owned him for about two weeks. Uh, it was after that Spurs game. He was really impressive in that Spurs game. And then they brought him in for two two weeks, and I think I moved to Jimenez probably then. But yeah, he's he's on he's on my radar. I think that's seven goals for the season now. Um, as I mentioned, Brighton from game week twenty onwards, you know, fixtures do improve for them. So. When it comes to my wildcard, I, I could see myself going back to Mopai. You know, if I don't go for you know the the Vardy, Abraham, Rashford front line, you know, there's question marks over Rashford now. There's question marks over Abraham as well. His, his form's a bit patchy, so you know, I could see myself dropping down to Mopai, maybe going a bit heavier in midfield uh, on, on a wildcard. So yeah, I, I think he's I think he's the best option under six point five million. Um, because I'm not going to say Danny Ings. You, you all know what I think about Danny Ings and and the reasons why I don't get him. Um, but even still, you know, it's, I think fixture-wise, long-term, you know, I think Mopai is probably a better option than Danny Ings. But again, that's probably just me being biased because I'm, I'm very stubborn when it comes to that guy. Uh, the only other one in that price bracket is probably Chris Wood, who's who's a decent option as well. But I think between those three long-term, second half of the season, I think Mopai is the one I'd be looking at. Question from Nico. Uh, and this question is in capital letters. So Nico says, what to do with Tammy? And uh, I can sense the frustration and anger in, in this tweet. So um, just had a look. I just had a look back on, on Tammy's last five matches. So going back five games, he blanked against Man City. Then he missed out with injury. Then he came back from injury and scored 12 points against Aston Villa. And then it's back-to-back two-pointers now. So... It is only two blanks, you know, are we getting impatient to 
quickly. I mean, I, I say, are we getting too impatient? I, I mean, are managers getting too impatient? Because I'm not. You know, I'm still pretty happy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay loyal to Tammy uh, a little bit longer. You know, it's 11 goals and 16 appearances. Uh, you know, priced at what? Was he was he seven seven point five at the start of the season, playing for you know one of the teams that are in the top four at the moment? It's I think when you take a step back and look at it, it's it's easier to just keep him. Um, and I like the fixtures as well. It's 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 a it's a derby this weekend against Spurs, which in which anything could happen. Then it's Southampton, good fixture at home. Arsenal, we know how bad Arsenal are, and then it's Brighton. So for me, Tammy's going nowhere. Um, you know, hasn't even crossed my mind yet to get rid of him. Maybe it's something I'll think about when it comes to the wild card but even then you know I, I, I think I'll keep the faith um, I'm a big fan and I think he will continue to score goals this season so for me it's a it's a keep um, so yeah it's, again I suppose it depends who you can get to maybe if you don't have Vardy if you're if you if you think Rashford's gonna you know outscore him over the next few weeks um, there is options obviously maybe if you want to jump up to Harry Kane I don't think I don't think I'll do that but um you know, I think I think Tammy just keep. I think you keep the faith with them a little bit longer. You know, it's it's only two blanks, so no need to panic just yet. Question from Hugo. Um, Hugo's asking about the Manny Salad double up. Just you know, what do I think of it? Obviously, they have the blank this weekend, but then after that, you know, I think a lot of people will be considering this because we know Manny's been excellent so far this season, but Salah has really looked good in the last couple of games. Um, seems to have shaken off whatever. You know injury issues he had, um, and it's 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 deja vu. You know I saw them before Christmas last year. You know I, I got rid of him a couple of weeks ago as well, and and he and he just turns it on at this time of year. Um, and you know watch I watched that Liverpool game back yesterday from the weekend, and you know Salah's playing. Salah was playing as the centre forward. You know right through the middle with Firmino playing a lot deeper. So I mean if he was to play there week in week out, I think he would be in everybody's team. And um, we don't know if he will stay there, but but hopefully he does. Um, my my initial thoughts about the double up is always just it's so much cash you know it's it's a guts what 24 25 million of your budget to fit both of those guys in and um, so a quarter of your budget gone on two players never sits right with me you know and I always you know prefer just going for one or the other but then you know having to having to think about it a bit more um I think Ben Crellin's been been tweeting as well that we we know Liverpool are going to have a double game week at some point and it could be sooner than we think I think I think Ben suggests that it could be game week 24 if certain results go go their way I think a lot depends on the, on the Aston Villa cup tie tonight um, but I mean if that was a case and if it was a case that Liverpool were to have a double game week soon let's say it was game week 24 um, you know I think I'd be more inclined then to look to try and get to the Salamani double up for that because it would be pretty nice to own both of those guys for you know a fixture against West Ham and somebody else in double game week. Uh, you know you're probably going to play your triple captain on one of those guys as well. So that that is what kind of you know initially I'm saying no, I'm not going to get the double up. But if that you know double game week comes earlier than than expected, then maybe I would be swayed to, to get both in. But um, it's definitely a viable strategy. You know a lot of people have been have been doing it. I think. I think Magnus Carlsen, who's, you know, I think he's third now in FPL. He, he was first for a wee while over the weekend. I think he's had Manny and Salah over the last couple of weeks, and, and it's certainly did him no harm. So, yeah, if, you, if you've if you got the funds, it's, it's definitely something to consider. It, it probably is something that I, I, I will warm to a bit more over the next week or two. Question from Martin. A simple one here, Grealish or Martial? 
Uh, simple question. It's probably not a simple answer though. It's this one probably comes down to to what kind of you know FPL manager are you? If you if you like if you like to take a risk, you're probably you know back Martial as 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 an out of position. You know playing for Manchester United with um, you know decent fixtures coming up. If you're someone like me who's probably a bit safer, a bit more boring, you know, it's probably going to be Grealish for me, I think, rather than Martial. I just don't trust Martial, number one, for injuries, and and number two, you know, he was very poor against Everton at the weekend, he, he barely had a touch in that game, um, and I just worry about United in these kind of fixtures, that's why, you know, I haven't bothered with, with Martial or Rashford yet, you know, even though they did well against Spurs and City, I always thought these are the kind of games, you know, the Everton games that we struggle to break teams down, because... We don't have much creativity in midfield, which is which is the big issue. You know, it doesn't matter how good your attackers are. You know, Martial and Rashford are top class players, but when they don't have an awful lot of very good service, you know, behind them, it's you can't expect them to bang goals week in week out. You know, that's the case with Rashford. You know, you, you can see you can see Rashford getting frustrated on the pitch and um, with with certain with certain teammates because you know he doesn't get the ball and you know passes don't come early enough or or, or things like that. So. That that does slightly put me off Rashford. He's 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 playing brilliant. You know he's getting loads of shots away, but I do worry about how much service he's going to get. Um, so yeah, I think I would go Grealish over Martial there for that one as well. Moving on to captaincy and transfers for the weekend now. Uh, captaincy, it's probably the hardest week of the season for captaincy because we don't have Liverpool assets and because of the fixtures as well. You know you've got you've got the You've got Leicester playing. Um, who is it? Yeah, Leicester playing Man City, and then you've got Chelsea playing Spurs as well. So it's tough fixtures for captaincy this week. Um, I've got absolutely no idea yet who I'm going to put it on. I put it on De Bruyne on Sunday after he scored his 19 points, but I can I can probably see myself moving off him. I think that Leicester Leicester have been have been very good defensively this season, so it, it, I don't feel great about captaining De Bruyne in that one. Um, the other options I have, I've got Jimenez for Norwich. You know, good chance I might go for that one. I've I've got Ali, and I'm probably going to get Son in as well. Um, so I like both of those guys for captaincy at home to Chelsea in the derby. Uh, Vardy, I don't think he can be ruled out against Man City, but again, I I, th- I do think I prefer some of the other options than Vardy this week. Uh, and Grealish, if I get Grealish, you know, good fixture at home to Southampton. So there's so many options. You know, I don't have Rashford. I think he's another really good option away against Watford. Um. Everton are home to Arsenal, and, and you know Arsenal are just an absolute mess at the minute. So I think Richarlison's a decent option this week for anyone who has him or wants to take a one-week punt. You know, maybe taking a punt on him is enough. It's it's a big risk maybe to go with him for the captaincy. Um, I remember having him at one point last season, and he got sent off for me. So I'm I'm always very wary of that guy. He, he got kicked. He got booked for kicking the ball away at the weekend as well. So he's a bit like Zaha. I don't like these angry angry guys. You know, in my FPL team because they can cause you a lot of frustration. Um, so for me, I'm undecided. I think most likely it'll be either one of the Spurs guys, whether it be Ali or Son. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to swerve the Man City Leicester game because it's a bit unpredictable that one. Uh, and Grealish, I'd probably be happy enough just to own him, uh, you know, rather than, than captaining him as well. So yeah, I think it'll be Jimenez or, or, or Ali or Son for me this week. I need to think. I need to spend a week thinking about that one. What am I doing with my transfers? So I've got two free transfers. Um, so my plan, you know, anyone who's been listening to the podcast the last couple of weeks, my initial plan was to wildcard game week 20. Then last week I said my plan was to wildcard in game week 19. But now I'm kind of on the fence again. I'm kind of 
undecided. So it could be it could be nineteen, or it could be twenty, and it probably depends on how game week eighteen goes for me. Um, if everything goes smoothly, you know, and if I avoid suspensions and injuries and stuff like that. I can see myself holding off now until game week 20. And the reason I've changed my mind again is, again, I've just looked at the fixtures and, you know, I've factored in the players who I'm going to bring in this week and then, you know, maybe a player I'm going to bring in in game week 19. And, and my, my squad would be looking pretty good for game week 19. So maybe I can hold off for that one more week of information before the wildcard. And, and thanks to Ben Crellin who sent me a tweet today and he's the guy who, who got me thinking about this. I put up a tweet with my team from the weekend and just said, you know, two frees before game week, game week, two frees before game week 18 and then wildcard game week 19. And I know Ben himself is planning a game week 20 wildcard and he just, he sent me a tweet and he just said, quite simply, you know, you're, 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 you're already going to be very well set up for, for game week 19. So you, you should probably consider waiting a week and, that's what I've done. I've I've had a had a play around with it today. So if I make two free transfers this week, my plan would be get rid of Manny and get Son in and get rid of Zaha and get Grealish. So that would leave me with a nice three four three this week. I would have Cantwell for sub. Um Tomori's on the bench as well, so hopefully he could make a return and, and be my second sub for the weekend. So shouldn't be any issues for me getting eleven players on the pitch this week, which which might be an issue for some people, particularly though, particularly those who have you know triple Liverpool. So the only thing about those two free transfers, I would be t- dependent on the budget backline, which a lot of people will be this week. So Kelly, Lundstrom, and Rico. I would need all of them to turn up and play because I would have Trent on the bench and I would have Tomori who might not play. So that that should be okay though. You know, Kelly, Lundstrom and Rico should all start at the weekend. It's always just that slight, you know, nagging doubt in your mind that one of them gets a rest and then you're down to two defenders. But again, this week of all weeks, if that was to happen, it probably wouldn't be the end of the world with, you know, a lot of people probably only field 10 players this week anyway. And the main, the main reason for that is, you know, it's, I've got two free transfers. I'm going to wildcard soon. It's pretty boring to make a defensive transfer this week, you know. So I much prefer, you know, attacking the fixtures with Grealish for the Southampton game and the Norwich game, um, and you know, getting Son in as well instead of Manny for those two weeks. So if I do those two transfers, it would be I would have quite a lot of cash in the bank then, about three and a half million. So what that would allow me to do is, if I don't wildcard in game week nineteen, I could take a one week punt on someone like. Whisper it quietly, Harry Kane at home to Brighton. So I could actually go from Jimenez to Harry Kane for game week 19 for that Brighton fixture and just go all in, triple Spurs attack and hope they win, you know, 4 5 nil in that game. The other option uh, instead of going for Harry Kane would be just to get Rashford in for Boxing Day for the Newcastle fixture. I like the idea of that as well, you know, a home game. Um, and then, you know, wildcard and game week 20 with, with another week of info. And it would also mean. I can enjoy my Christmas day and my, my boxing day a bit more as well, not having to worry about a wild card. And, and, you know, sometimes life does get in the way and I'm probably going to be pretty busy over Christmas, you know, catching up with family and friends and stuff. So um, I'm probably back. I, I keep I keep changing my mind. I'm probably back to a game of 20 wild card now after after saying last week it was game of 19. But again, a lot depends on how game of 18 goes. Like I said, injuries and suspensions, if things go badly wrong at least i could i could just bring the wild card forward a week then so that's where i am currently so if you enjoyed the podcast this week uh, you can support me on patreon at patreon.com forward slash fpl general there'll be more podcasts up there i'll be doing one on wednesday and another one on friday this week 
I recorded two podcasts last night, one with the Fantasy Weekly crew and I also recorded with Who Got the Assist this week, so be sure to check those two out when they are available. I think Who Got the Assist will be out today sometime and Fantasy Weekly will be out on Wednesday as usual. Busy week this week, I'm on the FPL show on Thursday, so keep an eye out for that one as well. I'm really not sure yet what my plan is for podcasts over the Christmas period. So I'm driving home. We're driving home for Christmas on Sunday. Uh, so getting the ferry back across the pond on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be back in Ireland until I think it's the 2nd of January. So I, I really don't know how much time I'm going to have for FPL podcasts when I'm at home. I'm um, going to be doing a lot of running around, you know, family, friends, wife's family, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't want to commit yet to doing a podcast next week. I would like to be able to get one out on Monday, which is the 23rd, even if it's just you know a 20-minute podcast, and then maybe one on Friday as well, which I think is the 27th. So that is my early thoughts, but I, you know, I just don't want to commit to it. So I just want to say, just in case I don't get time to record those ones, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and thank you for listening this year. I appreciate each and every one of you who takes the time out to do so. It was it was very strange being in a being in the bar in London on Friday night and so many people coming up to me saying, you know, love the podcast, you know, listen to it every week. It's 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 a very very strange feeling for you know someone who just sits at their their kitchen table once a week and, and talks into a microphone and, and talks into a laptop. So that that was really nice. Uh, and that that make that makes it worth doing, you know, when when people people enjoy it. So, as long as people, as long as ten or fifteen people turn up to listen every week, I will I will keep doing this for as for as long as possible. Um, so yeah, good luck in blank game week eighteen. Hopefully, it's a good one, uh, and I'll talk to you all sometime soon. <laughs>